Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, one and all, to Dice Heads, your one-stop podcast and media centre for all things dice and tabletop gaming. At Dice Heads, we aim to make everything accessible, so no matter who you are, everybody games without discrimination. So come join us and become part of the all-inclusive gaming revolution that is Dice Heads. Previously on Dungeon Daddy's Disciples, the Dice Heads entered Hera's cave. Hijinks quickly ensued, where MP was a complete dickbag and dared to dr- well, didn't dare him, did he? But got Grog to eat. Five more mushrooms than originally intended. What subsequently happened was an intense game of hide-and-seek. A door which could not be opened outside a prayer to the god of death. But our valiant heroes, or valiant heroes, I should say, entered the door with Grog in tow, going the wrong way, of course, trying to play hide-and-seek amidst most deceptions from MP once again. Where do we meet our heroes now? Skeletons, initiative has been rolled. Where the fuck is Grog? Find out today. Dungeon Daddy's Disciples. Welcome everyone to this exclusive one-shot. The Dungeon Daddy's Disciples. Kicking off the Dicehead Revolution, T and Cleaves of the Seesaw Podcast. Chad Michael Bowden of Hindsight is 20 slash 200. And your DM Richard from Night to the Bridge. Over the course of the series, join Brago, MP and Grog as they find themselves in an eerie seaside town with no way to get home. Do they have the strength to overcome the trials that the Dungeon Daddy has in store? Let the dice decide. MP rolled it four, so he will get to go first. Okay, I've got a rapier, so I'm drawing that, and I'm going to attack uh, with that uh, as soon as we close combat. And you can go ahead and roll your attack as well, Brago. Okay, I got a nine for the hit. That will miss. Oh, shit. I got a 13. That will hit. All right. So roll me your damage. Not you, Mary Poppins. <laughs> You're missing, buddy. Uh, how, how do you miss, MP? I I swing, and somehow the skeleton ducks its skullington head. Its skull, if you will. <laughs> I remember one time I had a player that swung and missed the skeleton. I said that um, I just went through his ribs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was so precise nice. and just went through the ribs. So I got a thirteen. 13 damage? Yes. All right. Um, how do you take out two of these skeletons? Cleves, can you just give me a refresher of what you did for your attack? Oh, man, I swung for the head, but uh-huh. the skeleton ducked. So uh, I see the skeleton duck, and as he's ducked, I take advantage of him trying to kind of lower his body so that he misses it. And I go up and I, you know, basically thrust my right short sword into like the the like almost like the, the where the sternum would be on the skeleton. 
So I just thrust, because as he's leaning, I take advantage of him leaning down to go in and deliver a swift thrust into the middle of his chest uh, with my right sword. Sweet. So you take them two out, and as the skeleton sees his compadres falling, he attacks you, and I got a natural 20 to hit. Of course you Exactly. Um, which means that I do max damage, which is six, plus an additional 1d4, you know, whatever your dice is. They also call it um, crunchy crits. Mm-hmm. So you have a total of, let me see back at this, two, six, eight, a total of eight damage to Brago. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, that's not, that's, they could have been worse, you know. So it's 44 minus 8. So that would be 36. Yeah, 36. And we go back to the top of the initiative order, which is MP, who sees Brago get hurt by the claws of the skeleton that rip into his flesh. All right, I'm going to duck back, take out one of my daggers, and give it a throw. Throw to the face. All right. Only to hit. 24. Yeah, you got it at the top. Oh, yeah. You got him. <laughs> How do you kill him? Because the math will be that you kill him. Oh, okay. Fair. I was going to say, my, do I have to roll for the damage? Um, I mean, I can. you can if you want to, but with your proficiency plus the minimum damage it can be, you'll kill him. Oh, he okay, has like fair. two health points left. Oh, in that case, yeah. <laughs> Straight between the eye sockets. Uh, Boom. Yeah. It falls down and the bones disintegrate. Nice. As, as the skeleton, basically, kind of like this, the skull like, just like splinters from the impact of the dagger, I, I look over to MP and nod my head and uh, thanks for uh, helping me. I give him a little two finger salute, like, got it, bud, no worries. Sweet. Also, pass me my dagger back. Yeah, Again. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like this is the this is becoming a, a running theme here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I pick up my other one I dropped earlier as well. Yeah, make sure you get yeah. that one too. I, I'm not one to make sure you know, pick up all your arrows and weapons, and cause that's to me that's common sense. That's what uh. you do, you know. But that's just me. Again, other people are different. But you continue on down this journey, this uh, ramp. You continue walking down. Um, it's been about an hour and a half, working on two hours whenever you come across a, another group of skeletons that are marching towards you. For fuck's sake, it never ends, does it? These guys just don't fucking die. I know. I mean, what am I going to do? Should we try and stealth them again? I mean, I feel like that might be the best thing we can do in this situation. Yeah, let's roll. Let's roll. Let's try and sneak it. Dungeon Daddy, can you please roll for me again? Yep. Plus four. Nine. Oh, I got a 20. Oh. MP, Looks like we're you, fighting, baby. How do you get past these skeletons? Uh, I'm sneaking, literally, I'm hugging the wall as best I can, keep into the shadows, not realizing that Brago is a little further behind me than I first anticipated. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to say that you get past them and you come out into the crossroads and you are where Grog is, although he's hidden, so you 
don't see him. Brago, yes. as you see uh, MP, all of a sudden, MP is gone, and you no longer see him. Yeah. I rolled you a five plus four, uh, which is nine. Yep. It's scary to let me roll for you, because I hardly ever roll high. Yeah. So, how, how do you get caught? Yeah, so I, I go to try and hug towards the uh, the opposite wall, but as I'm going, the wound that I took from the skeleton in the previous battle starts acting up. So all of a sudden, I start to stumble and I let out a like you know like like the like the wound is hurting me, and that alerts the skeletons to where I'm at. And we're going to be in battle. MP can come back if you want to, or you can stay at the crossroads. Well, if I'm hearing the battle noises, I'm going to turn back. We've just had a bit of a moment. So he's my guy now. You will hear them. I will go through this one round, and then you'll hear it, and you can come and join in the second round. Let's do it. So, Brago, it is your turn. I picture MP, like, getting out of the ramp, taking, like, a deep sigh, like, ah. And then all of a sudden you hear (laughs) the battle. I got a 14. That will hit. Okay. And then I got a uh, a 19 for damage. 19. So how do you take care of these three skeletons? All right. So do I, am I able to attack them all at once or? Yeah, that's how I usually do things. I group when there's multiples. It's easier to keep up with. All right. So the kiss the skeletons are kind of like in a like a like a close like group, you know, like like they're almost like almost like they're standing next to each other. So uh I go to rush them and what I'm gonna do is as I'm approaching them, I'm going to jump towards them and, and spin my body like a t- spinning like a like a top, like a tabletop, with both of my short swords brandished so that I slice through all of them in one fell swoop. Sweet, I like it. I'm out in the in the corridor, and I I taking a deep breath. Like fuck, man, got back those skeletons again. I think I can hear some flapping, but I'm not sure. So you I'm like, Grog, if that's out. you, yeah, uh, he's gonna make you roll. Roll me a perception, see if you hear him flapping. Okay, is Grog ready to be found? <laughs> is he? Got eighteen. Oh, he's, got, he's got some pretty good pluses. That is uh that is pretty good. Um Grog, roll me a deception <laughs> to see if he hears your flapping. And if you'll allow me the liberty whenever the hiding wears off, I, I would love for Grog to still think he's hiding and yet he's <laughs> out in plain sight. Grog <laughs> rolled a ten. Uh he hears your flapping. Okay. I just sort of shout, like, we're really... Grog, that's you. We're here, man. We followed you. We followed you down the... And we're, we're glad that you followed us down the, the route that we told you to go. <laughs> but we, we've lost you somewhere along the line. So if you can hear me, just follow my voice. But then all of a sudden, I hear in this, this slicing sound from the corridor just came. I'm like, oh, my fuck. Where the fuck is Brega? So I run back, only to see the disintegrated bones, and Brago looking pretty proud of himself. And covered in bone dust. 
kind of like um like you've taken flour and just thrown it up in the air and it's covered all over you nice okay i guess i'm walking back into the corridor that i just come out of then yes um back into the like the crossroads area um picture kind of like a living room all these hallways have led to a, a bigger room and then there's one hallway that leads on further yeah, I, I regroup with MP, and then, of course, uh, we decide to go back together to where um, MP believes he heard Grog. Uh, where's Grog hiding at? As where the is timer, Grog? Where in the world is Grog? <laughs> as, uh, I used to love that. Where in the world's <laughs> I know, man. Game. That was such a great game. As the timer is beginning to wear off, where is Grog located? Grog has pressed himself to the ceiling. That's only a god can do. So, like, proper, like, splayed out, stuck to the ceiling, out of <laughs> line of sight. <laughs> I mean, which is hard to do with God's mighty girth, which we established in episode two. <laughs> Sweet. So, Grog's belly is touching the, the ceiling, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I'm picturing, like, uh, Bat- Baxter Stockton from the Ninja Turtles cartoon. You know, yes. The, the <laughs> That is a reference. <laughs> That's a uh, great reference. I, I got the complete seasons. I love nice. that cartoon. But uh, I'm going to say the timer ticks down. But Grog, you still think that you're actually hidden. And these two can now see you clinging to the ceiling. I'm going to say, you know, to give you something to hang on to, there's a couple of stalag, I think stalactites is what comes from the ceiling. Yes. That's probably Wait. the only science part I remember from school. You know, the, you know a great way to remember? Stalactites. Yep, stalactites have a C in it for ceiling. Stalagmites have a G in it for the ground. Why not stalactites T for top? You can do that too. Yeah. Don't <laughs> but mess stalag- with the way but, I remember. But, but stalagmites also have a T in them as well. Yeah. But how does, how does Grog react when these two appear now that you can be seen, but you think that you're hidden. So Grog's immediate response is, they can't see me. I'm the ultimate hider. And these two seekers are losers. But Grog also can't fight the raging beast at his his anus. So he's wondering if someone else is going to take three points of damage from a gamish spark that might escape. By all means, let it fly. <laughs> so what do we roll again for that? Um, constitution save. If I ask you for a save, it's not good. <laughs> I know. Oh, dear. Even with my plus one, I rolled the two. Is that, that's a natural so, one, mate. Ooh. It's a natural one. I I'm this. getting very ill. I got a I got a six with my plus. You rolled a six? Yeah, so I got a four plus two. Okay. Let me roll this. Um <laughs> you're going MP, you're going to take eleven points oh of my poison God. damage. <laughs> and not to have to roll again so we can keep this moving. Um, Brago, you're going to take five points of poison. I will take five points. Yes, I will. <laughs> Jesus, this guy's got to come good eventually, right? I mean, it's ironic. How was, like, that's, that's just, like, depleting a lot of your health, MP. 
I've heard oh, God, yeah, I know, more yeah. than the skeleton dragon. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I love about DMing. I give you one little thing in episode one, you got gas. And see how it's, you know, building into something in episode two. I've lost more than a third of my health due to your farts. <laughs> Just from the farts. Not even the freaking zombies or skeletons have even come anywhere close to doing that Jeez type of damage. Christ. I mean, you still have your shot. Yeah. I might be fucking. I was about to say, we you. still oh, have a potion. I'm going to pickpocket you for yours, you little scumbag. Oh, fuck. All right. If we're there, then, I'm like, oh, Grog's around somewhere. And then maybe look up, because we hear his... Yeah, I just, you know, like, you know what? He's wafting the stench our way, it seems, with his wings. I can (laughs) smell where it came from. Also, his wings are flapping, so he's not concealed. He's right above us. Look, look, Grog! We, we can, can see, see you. you. Dude. Get, get your ass down here. You can't see me. I'm a, a stalactite. No. You're John Cena. No. Grog. Okay, cut the bullshit. You're not playing hiding. See, you're... Okay, if, if if you're hiding, how the fuck are we hearing you, Grog? Uh, gas. Gas poisoning. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, you want to play that game? We'll just... <laughs> Dude, just get down here. For the love of Christ, I feel sick. Okay. Grog is begrudgingly going to come back down to their level. Because Grog is very concerned about the smell himself. And needs to get away from the source of the issue. Uh, and with that, I need you to roll me a constitution save. But you at least get to roll it with advantage because of being a George. And like I said, if you allow me the liberty, I'm picturing Grog crawling down the wall, kind of like Spider-Man, but he's flapping his wings, you know, to keep him <laughs> up against the wall. <laughs> I love it. Spider-Grog, Spider-Grog, yeah. does whatever a Spider-Grog does. Um, okay, Constitution, 16. 16, you don't get sick. Grog is immune to Grog's Oh yeah, he can. Watch out for Grog's farts. You got uh, you got the Rikishi uh, stink face, you know, going on. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's totally uh, a moving Grog's arsenal. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm a big wrestling fan of the old stuff. <laughs> so, you're in this any chamber kind of thing, like a living room den kind of area. Uh, strangely enough, the skeletons have not returned yet, but MP and Grago will not have quite caught on that they are coming at timed intervals. Oh, we don't understand the rotation. But Grog will have caught on to the intervals due to him flying over those and watching them appear and come back and, you know, disappear. So uh, is Grog going to be a good teammate and let us know? So, listen to Grog. Krog doesn't really care for you because you don't have alcohol. But Krog is also concerned about the future endeavours of alcohol. So Krog is going to inform you that these are patrols and they're only coming down these hallways and maybe we should go straight forwards because they're not coming from that central hallway. Have you flown down these hallways, Krog? Krog has been hiding and no seeker has been good enough to see Krog. Krog has seen (laughs) enough. I'm about to say... I feel with his, I mean, he's basically spent the last three hours sneaking around and not being found out. 
I feel like we can trust his intel. Right, right. We've got to look at it this way, right? He's managed to get past every single skeleton, and we've had to fight several. Maybe he's good. I mean, if you want him to help lead us, we can follow behind him, but... Oh, no, I think he's I, a great leader. I think he should lead the way. I feel like he has a natural advantage being up high. He's going to be able to see maybe even before they start to move towards us where, where uh, the skeletons are. So I think he is actually going to be really, really useful and helpful to make sure oh, that yeah, uh, yeah. we, uh, you know, we don't get taken uh, by surprise. You're, you're definitely the best of us, Grog. You should definitely Grog will scout ahead, if anything. Yeah. Grog will take another swig from his bottle, and Grog will lead the way from the central passage to victory. And we will follow along. And I am assuming you're flying, correct? Yes, I am flying. Ah, as you're flying in this tunnel that is leading down at a slight decline, uh, you come across five skeleton guard who are dressed in armor, have swords, and appear to be kind of like a regiment to that would protect the king, like a specific guard tasked with not allowing anyone entry into the, a deeper chamber. Kind of like a royal guard, maybe? Yeah, kind of like a yeah. royal guard. They don't necessarily appear, although you see them. Um, they were standing there as like a barrier to go forward. And in fact, you cannot fly forward anymore. There's like an invisible shield preventing you from going further. Well, Dungeon Daddy, would we be able to see him approach the barrier and be stopped from flying further ahead? Yes, as you're following him, you will see that he appears to be just hovering in air. Mm -hmm. And as you see him just hovering in air, you notice the five skeleton guard. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe if MP's like running behind me, all of a sudden, uh, I mean, maybe I can be able to see that he's hit the barrier. And then, of course, I, you know. Stop, and then I put my arm out to stop MP and just like let him know, like, whoa, whoa, wait, something's keeping Grog from moving forward. And then I see the skeletons, I'm like, oh shit, more skeletons. Let's distance fight these fuckers. Time to dagger throw. You don't see him into a barrier, you we just see him, we just see him floating, and he's not, he's not able to like move. So we're just like, what the hell's going on? So, like, I I stop MP because I'm like, okay, something's up here, and then all of a sudden. I see the skeletons, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yes. So, Dungeon Daddy, is yes, this dungeon, a, baby. is this me having an issue with flight, or is this a barrier indefinite? So, if I were to go to the ground and walk forward, do I go forwards? I can't answer that. You will have to try. <laughs> can I try to come down to the ground and then walk yeah. forwards? Yes, you can. What am I going to have to inevitably roll? <laughs> <laughs> For initiative, if you keep going forward. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to roll initiative going forwards. Uh, and that means the two of you need to roll. That's well. what I was getting ready to do. Uh, damn. Roll, roll a 16. Uh, Give me just a second. Told you I never roll high. 
I rolled a sweet five. Alright, here we go. You said you got a 16 too? I got, yeah, Grog got 16. What the fuck? Well, there goes all my good luck. I got a fucking two. Shit. Go, Grog, go. Now, there goes all your health points. <laughs> uh, you said you got a two? Yeah, I got a two. A natural one, Braco. Um, no, it was um, it was it was a two. You don't have any bonus to your initiative? Oh, I have a plus one, so that was three. three. I mean, I mean, it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> oh, it does. Because now you're one more above two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Grog, it is your turn. So Grog puffs out his chest in the manliest way a dwarf can do, reaches back, pulls free his mighty boomerang, and he is going to throw the boomerang immediately at the face of the central skeleton. Sweet. What do you get with your attack roll? So, for hit, I got 13. That misses. Oh, shit. But with my bonus action, can I also fire a fireball? Because I also have that ability. Sure. Do I have to roll hit again? Uh, You do have to roll to hit again. I'll let you add proficiency. I think you should be a three. So, whatever you roll, add plus three to that. That's 14. That misses. Not good. Krog is very disappointed with this. <laughs> so, uh, is that boomerang coming back? I mean, maybe. Um, we'll see. I mean, can I still move, or is that my go yes. over? Yes. Yes, you can still move. Well, Krog is going to move closer to them. If the boomerang fails, he's going to go back to his habit of hitting things very hard with a giant hammer. So I will uh-huh. move towards them to be a blocking shield between these very fragile flowers. I roll a 12. Yeah, oh, I roll a 12 no. to hit That's you. not good. Okay, so that misses. Then MP, it is now your turn. Okay, classic dagger throw. Okay. Not close enough yet. Let's give it a bash. Ooh, good one. 24. That will hit. Let's see if the damage is there. See what we, oh, five. Um, you see them take the damage, and as they take it, you see them immediately heal their damage. Oh, shit balls. Hmm, you're down a dagger, bud. <laughs> yep. Is that me done, though? Is that my go done? You can, you know, move... Um, I, I will also move towards them uh, along with Grog. Okay. So, Rago, it is your turn. Uh, I got a 17 for hit. That will miss. No. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. No pun intended when I'm being skeleton yeah, and no, saying dead serious. <laughs> well, it's been nice knowing you guys. Grog. It is your turn. Okay. So Grog is going to run at Lay Skellingtons. Mm-hmm. And he is going to swing his mighty Warhammer. Because right. he, he can do that. <laughs> Come on. And he it. gets 
a 27 with a natural 20. That's good. That will hit. That will do the crunchy crit damage. However, before you even need to roll it, you see the massive damage they take, and you see them heal it. All right, fuck, guys. We just need to run away. Better idea. Let's consult this scroll. Oh, right. I still have the scroll. But let's firstly get the fuck out of here so we actually have time to fucking read it. Before they move back to do the scroll, can I turn this action with my hit into a way of pushing the skeletons back with a big sweeping hammer blow? I'll say that you can push them back, but with y'all both moving, let me warn you, before you actually move, they will get an opportunity attack to hit you. I like those odds. If you stand still, they won't push the attack. Okay, how about me and you then? Me and you, Grog. We'll stand and take hits whilst Brago, if you get the fuck out of here and start reading through the scroll, mate. If I move, won't I get attacked? You're back. They are up okay. there at... All right, all right. Gotcha. Yeah. So as long as I stay back, I'm good. Yes. Okay. All right. So for clarity, if Grog hits them, it's not going to do anything. Right. Just knock them back, but we're not They'll just knock damage. them back, but they It'll... won't take any damage. Yeah. They, okay. they will be pushed back, but they will not be hurt. Because as so, soon as they get hurt and take damage, they will heal. So Grog is going to wind up the mighty hammer and then before he swings it... Pick a different skeleton, mate. MP will grab the end of the hammer. What? To convince me that they're healing every time they get damaged. Dude, just keep swinging. It doesn't matter. Okay. Shout that. Like, Grog, mate. Just keep battering away. And Let's see if Braga can get something down with the I'm scroll. Gonna, I'm going to think other than that, because I'm going to get attacked in the face. Keep so I would recommend you move away. Hitting them, I think it's still going to be very, very therapeutic. So I'm still going to hit them, Dungeon Daddy. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm going to recommend that MP moves away. Okay. Um, uh, Are you willing back. to take an opportunity attack while he moves away? Yes. Okay. Um, you also hear your whistling boomerang returning. Yes. All right. So while this is all going on, of course, MP. They remarks, won't hit you, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I, I know, but I'm saying so. MP has made the remark that nothing is working. You know, every time we damage them, they're healing, mm-hmm. and he recalls that the 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 priest of Erebus gave us a scroll. That basically said that um, if we ever needed help, that this, you know, this might provide us something. So, you know, in the midst of battle, he says, you know, he, he you know, he mentions the scroll again. And of course, with me being farther away from them, I now have a chance to reach into my pack and pull out the scroll and then yes. open the scroll. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the scroll out of my pack and I'm going to open the scroll and read it to see if it can help us. Grog, uh, they got a three to attack as you were defensive and preventing the opportunity attack against MP. Brago, on the scroll, you see a rather odd language, but it'll be one of the ones that you speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and it tells you to constantly repeat the words cuckoo, kachuku, which <laughs> will prevent the um, skeletons from harming. 
it'll allow you to bypass. Uh, so it was cuckoo, cuckoo or cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. So yes. basically, what I'm imagining is um, Brog goes, you know, winds up that mighty dwarven strength of his, goes to give it a good swing, and of course he lets it go and you know try to hit them. And as you know, he's battering away, just trying to buy time. All of a sudden, I finish reading the scroll, and then just to both of their surprise, I just yell out "cuckoo, kachuku," and just start repeating it as loud and as often as I can. "Cuckoo, kachuku." I'm gonna join in. "Cuckoo, kachuku." Cool. Mm. He's gonna think these two are fucking insane. <laughs> of course. Um, as you just and... continue to batter away at the skeletons. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As they begin this chant, the skeleton guard move out of the way. Sweet. Well, they just stop attacking us. Yes. Yes. Sweet. <sighs> so, Ooh, that was that. That was that was you, getting dicey there. <laughs> make sure you keep like letting me know that you're chanting this. Yeah, cuckoo, cuckoo. Uh, <laughs> so, Rob, with hard. Dip. You know, it'd be funny. It's like we actually stop like oh, crawling in between, <laughs> and they just start activating again. <laughs> What's Grog doing? Well, he's got a hard dick for all the smashing. He's just <laughs> You're going to have to edit that out, dude. <laughs> hey, they were warned. Yes, they were. Y'all have obviously not listened to any of my group sessions. <laughs> oh. So Grog's going to strut in between them as these two say the magic words. What are they, fellas? Cuckoo, kachuku. I'm flipping off both sides of them as I, as I yep. walk through. And I'm going to be taking a big swig from the bottle. I give them the old school DX chop as I'm going through. <laughs> <"Cuckoo, ka-choo-ku." laughs> they are doing the John Cena, you can't see me thing. <laughs> and one of them does the, the Hulk Hogan, like rolling the hand and you know, putting it up to his ear hole. <laughs> but, but you get past them without any incident now. And you enter into a rather large chamber that seems to be bigger than the mountain outside and from wall to wall 30 foot high there are shelves there are aisles there are blue there are jars with a blue light in them there has to be over a hundred thousand of them in here cool because i gonna say if these aren't drinkable they must be souls i know what you're saying but are they drinkable can i persuade you to drink one Okay,ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。
So who are you trying to persuade both of them to drink? Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to persuade Brago because I don't like the fact that he told me not to persuade Croc. Oh, the misfits. <laughs> Anything that misfits is my trousers. After drinking all of that booze. <laughs> Oh, I don't think he can beat 28, but I want to make sure. I got a 15. No. So, you uh, are persuaded to drink a soul. Right, uh, mate. Or drink something out of these jars anyway. I'm going to be like, look, last time out, you know, Grok had a bit of bad luck initially, but overall, he's got fucking wings and fireballs. You'd be stupid not to drink from one of these jars. So give it a go, mate. All right, fine. But you know what? If for some reason it ends up being the soul of your old friend Palm, then um, fuck you. Oh shit! I'm so to take of those course, chances. out of out of spite, I I grab the uh, a jar, open it, and swallow a soul. You have the ability to contact another plane as you drink the soul down. Okay. The bad thing is, for each minute you are in contact with this plane, where you're talking to things on that plane, you take 1d12 psychic damage. What does that mean? Don't contact the plane, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, if you contact <laughs> the plane, uh, you you will roll it. I'll roll a d12 for you, and, and you will take that amount of points off of your hit points. Okay, so here's the thing I want to ask, Dungeon Daddy. Mm-hmm. Can I initially not contact, but if I decide not to, will I will I be able to know I have this ability if I yeah. want to rescue? It? If so, like, like say like for still, you know, because who knows what can happen later on? Maybe mm-hmm. saving to contact the other plane could be to our advantage. Right, you will hear a voice in your head, and uh-huh. I'm going to say it's the soul of a warlock. Says, you know, basically. You can contact the plane, the shadow fell, mm-hmm. but if you do and you're not prepared, which you'll never be prepared because you mm-hmm. don't know what's going to come back, mm-hmm. uh, you will take 1d12 psychic damage. Gotcha. All right. So basically, um, so I go, I open the jar, I swallow the soul. Of course, I am uh, contacted by the warlock that tells me that. If I am open to taking the rest, I can contact the Shadowfell. But of course, I basically kind of like kind of shrug it off because I'm just like, oh, this is probably just me hallucinating from the effects of swallowing a soul. So like it registers in my mind, but I don't take it serious. I just, you know, I hear it and I just kind of just put it to the back of my mind and decide, like, you know what, I'll 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 get to that when I when I can. So Basically, I at this point I don't contact the other realm. I basically, uh, quote unquote, kind of save it in case I, you know, maybe need it later. But of course, mm-hmm. I just swallow the soul. Look at um, MP and go, "What? Fine. Yep. No. Nothing. Good. Good. Yep. Fine. How about you? You want you want to try it as well? I'm looking at Brago, thinking, mm, if it doesn't do anything, there's no point in me swallowing it. <laughs> As you all are in this room, you hear the whispers, but it's more, while it is whispers, it's more like screams of of pain and and begging to be released, like, so that they can go to the underworld or to the afterlife. You see a pulsing purplish light coming from the end of 
one of the aisles and you can hear thunder and lightning as well. So Grog wants to check that out because Grog is seeing that drinking these souls means nothing. Grog already has superpowers. You know, talking to, to, to other people. Grog doesn't need that. He gets it in taverns all the time. So Grog's going to head towards the purple. I, I have a question, Dungeon Daddy. Now, have I let them know that if they swallow a soul, they'll be contacted? Because I don't believe I, I let them know. I think I just kind of shrugged it off. It just was like, you know what? I'm not going to mention this. Yeah, as far as I know, nothing's nothing's gone yeah, on. Yeah, nothing. The, they can tell nothing has changed. Okay, all right, cool. So Grog is not not phased by nothing drinky souls. Hey, right. Grog, I've got a fun idea for you. I bet you took your boomerang and see how many of these jars you can smash in one boomerang throw. Hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't we just rather go and see what the source of uh, you know was it a purple light like thunderbolt? With- Okay, let's, we, let's, we let's, go, let's go down over there. Let's, let's go. All right, I mean, fine, fine, fine. Well, You're welcome to bust the soul, soul jars if you want to. Gorg is concerned that it would take him a long time to bust thousands of soul jars. Uh, even with his say, you know what, Grog, if you want to, let me at least leave the room before you do it. <laughs> they might be on our side, man. Ariba said he wanted us to help free the souls. So. Uh, yeah, but we don't know if basically, quote-unquote, uh, eliminating them is actually freeing them. Grog will deal with that afterwards. If Grog needs to shrink every motherfucker in this room with straw, <laughs> I would say, you know what? You know what? He brings up a good point, MP. If if the solution is to free them and drink them, then we've got the perfect man for the job. That's true. <laughs> yep. In the meantime, I want to see what motherfucker make this distillery of pain without having some any hard liquor around. So, I'm going to head towards the purple shit. Alright. You begin to hear chanting coming from that area as well. Oh. So, they have a cover band. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an Eagles cover band. (laughs) Singing singing a song called Voodoo Child. (laughs) Great song. Great band. And uh, all of a sudden you hear this little like kind of like Spanish sounding music and you hear... um, Black Magic Woman. By <laughs> <Santana>. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm loving this cover band. <laughs> uh, but you do hear like the chanting going on, and it seems to be building in intensity as you approach the doorway, the archway into this area. Thank you for listening to Dungeon Daddy's Disciples. Music used during the one-shot Dungeon Daddy's Disciples provided by Michael Gelfie of Michael Gelfie Studios. Transcription was provided by Kimberly Kaiser. Links are in the show notes. You can find the Hindsight Disciples over on Twitter at 2200Hindsight and on Anchor. You can find your Seesaw Disciples on Twitter at SeesawPod or find them at www.seesawpodcast.com And you can find their dungeon dad, Richard, at Braille Knights on Twitter and www.knightsofbraille.com Be sure to check out Everyone Games at www.everyone-games.com because everybody deserves to get Tune in next week for another episode. Same time, same place. The DD and his disciples will see you there.
And that's where we're leaving today's episode. The guy's just outside of this creepy archway with potential Eagles music coming from inside. Today we fought off loads of skeletons, some royal guards, did some scroll chanting, and next week we're going to find out what the source of the problems of this ruined town in Harris Cave is all about. So tune in then for what might just be the last episode. Thank you for listening to this Diceheads production. At Diceheads, we're constantly on the lookout for new content creators from the world of tabletop gaming. So if you want to work with the Diceheads team, or even have your own content that you'd like Diceheads to host, then simply drop us a message. You can find us on Twitter at the Diceheads, by email at thediceheads at gmail.com, or on our website, thediceheads.com. All comments and feedback are greatly appreciated. And so until next time, keep rolling. Keep rolling.